welcome to Archery Country Podcast. Welcome back, everybody, to Archery Country Podcast. We are up here in our brand new studio for Archery Country Podcast, which I think is going to be our home for the next many, many, many. And we're sitting, this is a holy deal pickle. This is going to be a hot topic because this is brand new right off the press. This is a podcast that is going to step up and take probably precedence over all we've ever done because we have a new system. We're part of a new uh, legacy, I guess you could say. We're going to be talking today, as you've already seen on your phones or wherever you get your podcast, about the company called Kanadi. We are in the studio with Mr. Nate Hilla and Mr. Joe Sunderman and Mr. Jake Slungan, the owners of Kanadi. How are you guys doing? We're doing great. Doing great. great. This is going to be fun. This is going to be interesting, and we're going to take a, uh, quite a few different avenues to get to the main street before we get on the interstate and this thing takes off. As we said, building your legacy. Kanadi is a company that's going to aspire to anybody out there that either A, owns land, B, in the market for land, wants to make their lease land better or in cooperation with whatever they may be doing on hunting land, conservation, making your land better, building your legacy. And uh, that's just a very rough collaboration of everything that it does. We're going to dissect this thing into so many categories that you're going to want to turn up your volume knob. You're going to use the reverse 30 seconds quite a few times to hear things. Uh, there's an awesome website that you guys, that we will actually going to link this to it, and there's going to be some um, video of going through what we're talking about. But uh, Nate and Joe and Jake... Like we do in all of our podcasts when we have new guests, you're not new to us at all, but you're new to the listeners that are tuning into this. Give us just a brief explanation, not a total life history, but where you come from, how you got there, and what inspired you to take this on full-fledged. As we start with Nate, if you don't mind. Well, Kanadi was a vision um, we had a long time ago. Um, it was a, a land management system. Um, that we, we talked about and thought about. Uh, my background is in the last 20 years I've been dealing with land uh, in the conservation field um, do, as a land surveyor, as an engineer. Um, I've done public speaking across the Midwest on conservation issues. I've been a hunting guide for the past 10 plus years. Um, I've been a lobbyist in Washington and St. Paul um, for some of the same programs that we're going to talk about today. Uh, so I've got a wealth of knowledge, and uh, I'm not an expert by any means, um, but I hope to, uh, to learn from you as well. So I'm, I'm here to help all landowners out. Um, Kanadi originated uh, from Native American. Obviously, when you hear Kanadi, you think of, of Native American. Came from Cherokee. My dad, who was kind of the patriarch of archery hunting in this area um, where, where I grew up, has been gone for 20 plus years now and he he had a very sentimental um, attachment to Native American culture and then when we think about land it's spiritual so the legend behind Kanadi and the vision behind the name is the fact that Kanadi was Cherokee for a, a, one of their warriors that would go out and he would people when people wanted to hunt he would go and he would unroll the rock and he kept all these animals in a tomb and the animals would come out and everybody would harvest them. So essentially, Kanadi, we're teaching people to hunt. We're giving them the rock. We're giving them the, the tomb. And then when we unroll the rock through land management, this land management system, we're helping you out. Excellent. <clears throat> Excellent. And you, obviously, you talked a little bit about you have been a guide for many, many years. You've also been an avid archer, avid hunter, um, yep. not just whitetails, but all around, around the clock, I guess you could say on that so you have not only a extensive past uh but something that you're very passionate about and now incorporated into a job you know where we're building relationships with landowners and uh, i guess i sometimes we get caught in that it doesn't have to be the landowner but the land tenant or whoever is utilizing that property on that but uh, joe as we skip across, you're directly across to me and we say this, you, you have a little bit different past, I guess, and present as we talk about it. Um, I didn't ask you, Nate, where you're from, but it's right here in central Minnesota. 
Yeah, sure is. <laughs> Joe, you're from around the area. Yes, I'm uh, central Minnesota as well. Um, I grew up a farm kid. Um, I always hated milking cows, so I skipped out on it. I was always in the field. I was in the shop fixing something. Um, you couldn't find me close to a barn. <laughs> so uh, if we weren't if we weren't working in the fields or whatever, I, I would always. Uh, we were always hunting, so kind of the same passion, just, you know, the outdoors, hunting, fishing. We, we wanted to be doing something outdoors. Um, I worked the last uh, past 25 years now. I've been an auto mechanic, but uh, I also have been dealing or getting back with Kanati now, back into the tractors and getting in the fields, helping people out. Um, kind of brings two things, you know, um, the auto mechanic, I can help out with if we have broken equipment or there's always something that goes wrong. Kind of think on the fly, be able to figure things out. Um, but your past allows you to become the not only the student of the land, but now, you know, you know, certain situations involve certain things as far as equipment and different practices as far as planting and spraying. And you're licensed in a vast array of things. Um, which incorporates and puts you as a pretty big part of this system. Yeah, yeah. I mean, pretty much if, if we're going to get something on the ground or any of the implementation side from no-till seeding to planting, um, any timber stand harvest or improvements, um, I'm involved with it uh, to get basically plant it and a lot of times getting it done. And I know there's going to be some listers right now that are lifting up their ball cap and scratching their head and going, well, where is this going? Why there, everything is going to tie together because we, like we talked about, there's so many different channels on this segment where we're going to utilize individuals, your expertise and Nate's <clears throat> Jake. We, uh, you've been on many, many podcasts, not only as the owner of our tree country podcast, but also give us a, just a little background uh for many people out there you've been doing this ever since you were little itty bitty itty itty bitty uh from your dad building the company and now you branching off and doing other things involved in that but give our listeners you know your hunting background a little bit you also your farm you come from a farm and then what you're utilizing you know before you stepped in with Kanadi in the ring you know, you've been putting some of these practices and it's something that you've, you've actually gone from just a hobby now to something that you're exercising every day on, you know, your, your land tracks all over Minnesota. Yeah. For, for me growing up, I grew up on, on a small dairy farm growing up and, uh, that's what I wanted to be when I was a kid. I wanted to be a farmer, um, you know, and, and I love the path that I'm on, you know, I'm involved in archery every day around hunting people, like-minded people have made friends all over the world because of archery. Um, but this kind of brings me back to, you know, I have, I got into archery because I got into hunting. I, I went and got a bow because I wanted to hunt on our farm when I was a kid. And that's that kind of brought me into it. As I've grown older and been able to, to get my own land for hunting purposes, I've been able to implement a lot of practices with trying to build better habitat for hunting, trying to build better situations that are easier to hunt, uh, and, and that passion. And, and I spend a lot of time sitting on Onyx all year long, designing food plots, designing where my tree stands are going, how I'm accessing it, when I'm going in there, where I'm putting my trail cams. And, and this is just kind of a, a combination of, my love for the sport of archery, my love for deer hunting, my my passion in in the conservation and farming part of it, and uh, kind of be able to put something together that can can help people out if they're in need of of a service like this. And I think that uh, that opens up the book now, and we can read on. <clears throat> we Nate, you did a great job of explaining just a little brief summary of what it is, but let's break it down. And I'm not going to point at any of you guys. I want this to be a go ahead and interrupt each other. Uh, kind of a sales pitch for the next, you know, couple of minutes. That what is Kanadi? What does it? Are, so our listeners now are okay. I have an idea of what we're talking about, but what is this company? do to them and then we'll kind of branch off that on what it can offer because it, we're going to have to break down each segment quite a bit but what is Kanadi? when i heard jake talk just now 
and some of the reasons why he's doing what he's doing. Think about what you just said. You talked about, I wanted to hunt on my farm. How important is it for people to protect that legacy? And Wade, you talked about it when we started, building your legacy. So around that land, we're here to help you build that legacy, whatever that legacy happens to be. You know, we talked about Kanadi and all these things that we can do, but how can we help you build that legacy? And, uh, and we help you in, in, in any way. We have, we're licensed real estate agents. I'm a licensed real estate agent. Um, we can help you with conservation programs to give you a big overview before we dissect in each one of these segments. We can get you enrolled in programs, conservation programs that we've been working with for the past 20 years to help you improve your land and have that sentimental attachment Jake talked about with the farm so you can pay for it. So those kids and those grandkids have a place to go. They have a place to hunt. They have a place to enjoy the outdoors. And then we have Joe to fulfill that vision, to take that vision from planning real estate to planning to conservation programs to fulfilling that vision and getting it done. And building legacy, I'm going to steal a quote from Roger Moody. It doesn't matter if you're five or 95, we have something for each and every one of you. And you may say, well, what do you mean five years old? Building the legacy. Your Uh parents at this point, if you're 95 and we're done farming, we're done with the land, it's time to pass it on to our kids or grandkids. We have a perfect opportunity where we can fit your needs, rather be suggestions or a plan. Uh, Joe, when it comes, if it's a standard food plot, layout, research development, what works, what grows, not only food plots, because you could be your, your goal coming into this could be, I want to shoot 180 inch deer, or your goal could be, I want to see 18 deer every set, or I want to become a better hunter by learning from what my land offers. And it, it could not just be whitetail. We could be talking turkey. We could be talking pheasant hunting, duck hunting, wetland, conservation, everything on that aspect. <clears throat> you, Joe, have the ability to add to this. And a major issue is because I think sometimes as, as outdoor enthusiasts and archery hunters, our season starts in September and ends in the end of December. You can utilize different food for all of that. We also can consider, we overlook the word screening. We overlook the word, you know, um, and I'm going to stumble on my own, but, you know, your timber, like your involvement with, you know, cutting tree rows or having bedding area, establishing bedding area. Uh, Jake, we've, we've been on some podcasts with food plot companies where we've learned different things and you've, you've now have your two chunks of property that you're, you can run completely different and you do different things. So when, when you say, what is Kanadi, that's just kind of a rough idea, but it will fit almost every, there's something, and you guys agree with me, you have something for almost everybody. Yes. Yeah, I, I think you forgot the 85-year-old woman that wants wildflowers in her backyard. You know, I mean, it, it, you know, she's maybe got grandkids that want to get into hunting, and, you know, through that education process, conservation and hunting go, are not mutually exclusive. They're, they work together. And I think it could be anybody from somebody that wants to improve five acres. Just down the road, for example, we helped build uh, a piece of property that was 4.66 acres. And we just shot our 15th deer off of that this year, which happened to be a 120-some-inch eight-pointer that my son shot. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter if you own five acres or 5,000 acres. We've got something everywhere in between that we can help you with, whether it's finding the five acres putting that five acres in habitat or making it the best five acres possible or 5,000 acres possible. And then fulfilling that dream and building that legacy. So you use the word dream. Um, We're all realists here when we talk about that. When somebody has or in the market to purchase land or is inherited a chunk of land or still farming the land like a dairy farmer and all that but you know with youtube videos and social media and pro shops and archery shops and everything around there they want to become better they want to make something better and it's not just getting the great equipment to harvest the animal but you have to collectively bring everything together 
we we answered what it is, but now let's step down, and this is where the website's really going to come in handy for those of you that are listening to this, and you can scroll down, and, and Nate, you have it pulled up as well. What do we offer as Kanadi, as a company? We've, we're kind of generalizing everything, but let's, you know, okay, from real estate, your licensed real estate agent. You know, if somebody calls calls us up at the shop and says, hey, I want to get in touch with the guys at Kanadi, or they get a hold of you and, and I'm looking to purchase land, but I have no clue. Boom, we turn it over. So however you want to break it down, all three of you guys, let's run down what we have to offer from start to finish. Yeah, I think it, I think it really starts with the free consultation part that we do. What'd you because, say? Yeah, well, part of my involvement getting into this is there's a lot of land management companies out there that won't tell you anything, won't do anything for you unless you pay them. And to me, that isn't the way to run a business. That isn't a way to create relationships with people and show them what you can do. Uh, so... You know, this is such a wide cast on what we can do for somebody. It really comes down to a conversation of what your needs are. But the free consultation will start this, so we can we can help you out and see identify your goals. Because um, that could be anything from helping you put a food plot in, helping you with some food plot seed. We do wildlife management plans that could be centered around around hunting it could be centered around you know deer hunting could be centered around deer turkey goals could be centered around pheasant goals conservation goals um where we can take and lay out a full plan uh, and, and nate can kind of talk a little bit more about how those plans are done so you know it it stems from if you do have that legacy you want to create you know, we go out and we visit with landowners. So the first thing we do is call them, or they, they call and inquire about a plan. We do a free consultation. And I did one a couple weeks ago, last Monday actually. And I went out with the landowner and he said, I want the best deer hunting possible. And through their conversation, we found out a plan was best for him. He's asked questions like, how do I get into my deer stand? Where do I access it? What winds do I hunt those deer stands on? What do I put in for food plots? How much food plot? Uh, you know, how many acres do I need? So that plan is essentially involved around a site visit. So we've got a drone. I'm a licensed drone pilot with the FAA, and we can fly drones and look at their property from above. We use that, that site visit, that walk around their property, and let them give, give them an opportunity to give us a tour. Through that process, we look at we talk about their goals. We do a lot of listening. I like to talk. You probably know that about me. Yeah, that's why we have you on here. <laughs> but uh, but that, that's where we do a lot of our listening to our customers and our clients. What, what is it that you want? Through that, through that site visit, then we, we figure out what really their goals are. And that plan then is generated around those, go around those goals. And within that plan, we put maps. We give them detailed narratives on how to do things. But I think the most important thing with, with the plan is it gives them a vision. It gives them a vision for in year 2022, these are the five things I need to do. Year 2023, these are the five things I need to do. So it helps them vision and helps them plan out what those goals are. And whether or not they need Kanadi and Joe for, for our other services or, or, or archery country for some supplies or whatever, you know, we give them that, that plan that they can utilize. One of the other most important factors to consider within that plan that we've most recently been really targeting is some of that income earning potential. So we talked, what is Kanadi and how can we help? Well, we can really help anybody at any income level as well. So if you've got somebody that's really, you know, working hard and way to use the, and I use the term dream or the, the, the word dream, we can help them by offsetting some of those uh, land costs with program dollars. Maybe it's not something that they can afford, but as an agent and an, in real estate and in land planning, we can help them identify those programs that will help offset costs for them, whether it's taxes or whether it's program dollars that will turn around and pay for the land. So within that plan, there's all these other details about, about uh, how they can accomplish their goals on their property. And I'm going to put a big asterisk behind that because this is something that opened my eye the first time that we got to meet with you guys is coming from an agricultural background in, in cattle farming and that there, there are some programs out there. 
I had no idea that there are programs or plans that you guys can incorporate into hunting land. And I, and we're going to talk, I want to go into depth on that. Yep. <clears throat> um, but a great pertaining back to that dream. So uh, just kind of bringing everything back here to the cart. We, a free consultation, whatever it may be that your dream air quotes is, um, like Joey could be simple as I have the land and I have the deer, what food plots can I utilize? It does, you know, might not be anything on conservation or putting in a wetlands or establishing anything that because they're still row crop, but there's, they utilize, you know, you can go in with your past and yield monitoring systems and seeing <clears throat> like they have a low land that flooded out. I'm going to use what Nate talked about previous. It's been, you know, crap for three out of the last four years, drought floods out. You have the idea just with a free visit to their property, like, and then you can incorporate this into a plan and, and present it to them and say, and it opens up some eyes that, you know, there's more than just maybe buying the property. There's a lot of things. You go, explain a little bit about, you know, some of the past experiences you've had, the visits that you've had, where it, it may not be a huge, you know, plan, but it's something that is grown from, you know, year one to year three. Now you're involved with setting the stands and going about that. Yep. And that's where we can look at a property. And just as you said, if there's that lower area that's crappy or whatever, you know, maybe we can get it back into a wetland. We can help the farmer or the landowner, whoever, find money for it, try to get them into a program that they can offset the cost for it. We've done a lot of the bee and butterfly habitat. The seed alone can be up to $500 an acre, and we can find seed costs for them. We can get, get recover some of those costs. Um, brome conversion, just on a lot of the plots from spraying to um, the tillage, all that stuff, it can be very expensive. But at the end of the day, if we can offset the cost or help you find some programs, it makes it a lot <coughs> easier to justify doing those plans. We found a, um, this is a landowner up in northern Minnesota. We're doing an um, oak savanna, replanting, I think, what, 3,500 acre or 3,500 yep. trees this spring. We helped them uh, help, uh, we found a program that they can get tree tubes, uh, cost share on those as well. So there's a lot of different things out there, but you kind of have to do digging for them. And, and that's where Nate experience yes. comes in. He knows yep. where to look, who to talk to. Yep. And, and pertaining, which is a great example, and I want more and more and more of this, but like sometimes people will see a television show and they're hunting over a nice sugar beet plot and it looks beautiful and all the equipment. You, it's hard just to go buy the seed and rent a rototiller and put it in and then have that beautiful. I mean, sometimes it works, right? But let's be yep. real. A lot of times it doesn't. And then you feel defeated and you don't get the outcome that you want. Here's a free consultation. Here's yep. a program where we have an expert that has farmed. I'm not going to ask your age, but it's been, you've been farming a long time. Yep. Yep. And like you, you know, certain things that are going to, well, you got to spray it this time. We, maybe we got to kill this section off. Maybe where I wanted this kill plot or food plot isn't even in the right area. You know, you just in, I think with the right approach, the right relationship, you're not going to offend somebody, you know, on their property because it is in the end of the scheme of things. This is a service and it is their property. Yeah. And that's where we, same thing as Nate said, we figure out what they, their goals are. We go out, we talk with them, we get to know them. They might have a sprayer on the back of their four wheeler and they maybe want to do that on their own, but maybe they don't have a no-till cedar or maybe they have a cedar, but they don't have a tiller. So we kind of figure out what they need and where we can help. Sometimes they don't need any help. We, well, and sometimes too, like you're helping a guy right now that wants a drill in the future that he'll get from us but this is a way for him to learn with joe how to run it how to put the stuff in what's going to work for him and so there's a you know there's a, a transaction in the middle there where we're helping him out and helping him educate him and help him what he gets or what he needs to yeah that's a great point jake he's debating between a couple different no-till cedars and we have a couple different brands mm-hmm but, and, and uh, some are better in some areas, some are, you know, it, it doesn't, some, some do better with native seedings, but at the end of it, we figure out what his goals are, 
and try to help him. And, and I'm going to give him the experience. And, and uh, if he wants to try it out, get his hands on it, look at it, I'll come out and give him the time so he, he knows what he's buying at the end of the day. And if something messes up, he's only a phone call away. Absolutely. You know? yep. Exactly. So you talked and you used the word relationships. And there is nothing. I would consider myself an ambassador for conservation, an ambassador for Kanadi. I think my wife's so sick about, you know, about me talking about Kanadi. But, and Joe too, when we meet people, that's what excites you in life. We meet these clients and we talk about, you talk, you just said the word, Wade, relationships. And that's what it's about. I think Joe's talked to this guy about no-till no cedars more than he's talked to his wife in the last week. <laughs> but, and the point, my point is, is the fact that by, at the end of the day, you become acquaintances and friends. I had a conversation with an older gentleman who's been all over on Sunday. I was driving up and I did a site visit um, up in northern Minnesota. And on my way, I drove by this property. I said, you know, I'm going to give Russ a call. And uh, Russ said, feel free to use my name and use me as a reference, but it's relationships that mean something moving forward. He can always call, and he knows he can pick the phone up and call anybody at Kanadi. And he said, that's what I appreciate about you guys. And, uh, but it's, we, we also are learning something from them. It's relationship-based, and you can call anytime. And I think, Jake, um, your involvement in this situation and this company now, <clears throat> being a pro shop owner for many years, we, we utilize the same sentences and the same way of life, I guess, building a relationship, figuring out what the customer's needs on a much smaller basis pertaining to archery. Correct? Yeah, and I think it's, you know, I think it, 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 it means a lot to all of us here, just what, what this legacy means and what the land means. And I think a way to kind of, like the way I feel about it is I have a two-year-old boy and he was tracked five deer with me this year with grandpa on a couple of them. And, and to me, that's what Kanadi is about. Like, exactly. how can you spend time with your family? How can you do things you love? And how can you do things in the long term with your family? And it's, it's the same as like when somebody comes into the shop, you know, the family aspect or your friends and the things around you is what makes the sport great. And this is kind of what we're trying to bring to the land management part of it. And it isn't, uh, you know, it isn't us talking about we know everything and we're, we're better hunters and everything else because that, that isn't what it's about at all. It's really a group think type exercise, bring in the science behind this. How can we make it towards your goals? Um, but be able to, on any aspect, be able to help you accomplish by setting up the team we did, uh, your goals to help build that legacy, to help that outdoor time. You know, you have a couple boys and your brothers and your dad and your family and and how can you make that all better for all of you you know and a perfect example of it is this minnesota has what we call youth season right <clears throat> so i have two boys one is old enough to hunt and then i have two nieces my middle brother we have done a a lot of work to as, as far as our knowledge to make our farmland the best possible hunting land from trail cameras to getting help for with jake on setting stands in different situations planting different food plots for different situations and this year alone we shot one of the target bucks <clears throat> my oldest niece shot her biggest eight pointer 138 inch eight and my youngest niece who's 10 shot another eight pointer and my son with a crossbow shot his first deer ever all within two days youth season the selfish part of me you know, 10 years ago, before I had kids and all that, I've been like, oh, who is on our land? And I was shooting these deer and blah, 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 blah. But that was one of the coolest feelings in the world. Not only my, my boy and his success and seeing their eyes and, do, and like you say, doing the track job, letting the kids do it mm -hmm. with their lights and figuring out. And here's a program where <clears throat> we keep saying legacy, but building a situation. And I think, and you guys agree or disagree with me, in the year 2022 that we're sitting here, more consumers, more customers are more open as long as we have that relationship, a stepping stone to the top. They're more open to getting knowledgeable answers, uh, getting an end result faster than trying to figure everything out on their own. Well, and there's something here for everybody. You know, I look at like my piece of ground up north. Like if I bring Kanadi into that as a consumer level, 
I don't need help with my food plots up there. I don't need help with setting a plan up up there. But I want to plant a bunch of trees. And Nate can help me out to figure out, hey, how can we plant these trees and how can we get cost share and how can we get them in the ground and be successful? And Joe can get up there and get it done. And I think part of it is is it's not it's there's so many different things we can do to help here that it it kind of feels like you know right now we've been doing this for half an hour here and we're kind of like you know what is this still um but we can do something for everybody on their land to help their conservation goals and i think it goes back to we talked initially when we started about a system and that system may be a component of a larger of a larger system so it's just finding out, as Jake mentioned, what works for you. Um, but leading off the youth topic, which we're very passionate about here at Kanadi. So youth, I even, I'm even talking about 60. My mother-in-law, she's 72 years old, and I worry when I drop her off in the stand that I turn around and she's going to shoot me with the arrow. <laughs> <laughs> but my point is... is for that, what reason? <laughs> mother-in-law. Mother-in-law. So I put her in the stand and... and uh, but the point is, is that she, she's, she's purchased the property to be able to create that legacy for her kids and grandkids. We want to be successful. We want to have food plots that are successful. So as Wade, you talked about with your kids, they're successful so that they continue to do these things. It's, it's my romantic, our romantic idea of the potbelly stove and the one-bedroom cabin with the loft and the kids talking about, they're not on their phones. They're not mm-hmm. on computers. They're not on iPads. My kids will drop everything to sit in a stand and go out deer hunting. Now that they can drive, they're going on their own. Even the boyfriend, Carter, we're getting him into hunting. He needs some help. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. Let's, <clears throat> uh, this is, Jake, you opened this up perfect. If you don't mind, Nate, I know you have many, many examples, but you and Joe talk about this this land i think it's a perfect structure and you can paint a perfect picture the south dakota property get, take us down that road just a little you know from what your your consultation meeting that individual yeah. and what you that that story right there if i was a consumer and again it's not a sales pitch but it opened my eyes to this is what they can do so this gentleman called me he's got a job he works in it in Sioux Falls and he called and he's inherited the family farm and uh, he said you know I listened to to you guys talk and and I've done a little research on your company he goes can you help me out through the free consultation we identified the best way to help this gentleman is through a habitat plan so I drove out to South Dakota which I love going out west especially in South Dakota I've been hunting and guiding there for quite a few years now I love the open country I get there, and I drive up to the farm, and it's an old beat-down farmhouse that you can tell nobody's lived in. And he has that old barn wood. You know, when you see that old red weathered barn wood that you want to see on the side of your house or, or inside a room in your house, he's got that all over. His buildings are leaning. And out of the truck comes him and his two kids. Speaking of that barnwood, that's $148 square foot at Hobby Lobby right now in Maple Grove. Just <laughs> My so. wife's like, what's he going to do with those things? <laughs> he, he was already sending me out there to tear the barn down. <laughs> Which, uh, Steve, if you're listening to this podcast, I did mention that we would take him down for you. I'm not involved in that. I've torn down enough barns. Oh, yeah. yeah, Jake, where's this tin on the roof from? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, th- so we walk around with his kids that day. And he talked a little bit about his one number one goal was when I sat with him um, at the cafe, and normally part of the site visit involves either coffee or sitting down after the site visit and just talking through some things. And he said, my number one goal is I want $3,000 in income. Well, what, what this landowner had been doing since he inherited the land and even his dad had done, it says 1976 since they purchased the property, was they've been leasing it to a local grazer. And I drive out there and I look at the site and it is nothing but overgrazed pasture about three, two to three inches tall at most. The only thing standing is thistles. And he said, how do I get better hunting? Well, that's an easy answer for any habitat specialist that says, well, you need more cover. But he also had income interest. He said, how do I get that income? So we were, I made a, a bunch of phone calls to resources that I've got contacts with out there and found a program for him to enroll his north 80 acres. So 
picture this, it's a quarter section, about 160 acres, with a farmstead and all pasture and some ponds. It's remnant prairie that's never been tilled. I found a program for him to enroll the north 80 acres in, which would give him a payment of $700 to $1,000 an acre. That way he can build a nest egg for any habitat improvements he wants to do on the south. On that south property, um, he can do f- food plots, tree screens. He actually asked about bee and butterfly habitat for the, for the farmstead. And we've got, at Kanadi, we've got a relationship with some folks that will provide the seed at no charge. Those are the types of things that we can offer landowners. Um, you know, so all of those improvements, those, that north piece that he's gaining that income from is going to improve in pheasant hunting, which was his second goal. It's going to improve in deer hunting, which is his third goal. And it's going to help with duck nesting habitat, which is his fourth goal. So we were able to achieve all of his goals through that plan moving forward and then develop that entire south 80 acres into a hunting paradise using food plots tree screens and so on and so forth so is this in progress or it's done it is in progress so So, like so are you doing the work we're working on getting getting him some seed working on finding those getting him enrolled in programs i had given him a step-by-step here's what you're going to do this year here's the 10 things you need to do for him to do for him the to do. Yep. Okay. and i gave him phone numbers of people physical people that i've talked to that said send steve our way so those are the types of things that we can help establish for you and that baseline so they already know because when you're looking at conservation programs especially in in, in all areas well okay i talked to the dnr they sent me over to pheasants forever that sent me to the uh, natural resources conservation service we bridge that entire gap and f- and make it simple for you <clears throat> we talk with you and during that site visit when we listen to you we kind of figure out which are your goals and before we leave that site visit that day you have a good idea of what what we're planning for you so and i think it's a great example go ahead joe it comes down to like we like to get to know the people we talked mm-hmm. to them i was doing a crp seating this fall um 35 acres it was just a standard crp putting it in and as i got to know the the landowner he's looking at retiring and he's trying to figure out how he could get some money from his property to be able to sell it to his son and his so his son could afford it I said, you know, there's programs out there, and he had no idea. And he has a prime piece of property that is the there's a nonprofit out there that will most likely give him money to protect it because it's highly erodible and it's along a river. So those things like that, he he had no idea. He 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 didn't look at it, those mm-hmm. programs. He didn't know what government agency to look for or call. So. We're going to help get him in touch over this winter here and see if he wants to enroll on it. So, like I say, it comes down to getting to know the people, talk to them, because they sometimes have no idea that these programs are out there. And, again, you're not, you're not figuring this out and then just dumping it on them. Like, you, you will do follow-up and you'll, let's say he calls this number or you call this number, and, yes, he is in, he's eligible for such and such many acres. And then there's another step, and then there's another step, and then there's another step. And the program is here. The company is here for that from Correct. start to finish. So you mentioned that. That's a great point, Wade. And, and one thing we didn't really touch on yet is that if you're a landowner and you get the plan, you say, you know what? I don't know who I'm talking to. Or I don't even have time to do this. Kanadi, can you handle that? And yes, we can. We can help get you enrolled in programs through, through facilitation and being the point of contact for you. So if you don't have time, the knowledge or time to handle this, we can certainly handle it for you. That's a service that we offer at Kanadi. And Jake, um, kind of to add to this whole pot that we got boiling right now, there are other pieces of equipment that we can offer in situations. You know, we, we dabbled a little bit on this about box blinds and setting stands. And <clears throat> let's say we have a gentleman that works in Plymouth or lives in Plymouth and works downtown and has 17 days off a year and they can they want to use that for hunting you have the equipment the knowledge you have the products let's say you guys established a plan and you needed 
you have availability for two box blinds that you can utilize for rifle season and and early or late season archery and then you can set up a Zenix blind over here or you can set up you know whatever tree stands here it's not just being a salesman but no you, you i have mean the knowledge we can help them pick out the product <clears throat> if if they need those blinds set up joe can go out there put the blinds up brush mow the trails in get everything ready to go i mean he we can go as far as they need trail cameras out we can set trail cameras out we can we can do as little or as as much as as a person needs and i i don't know if there's a company out there that does this you know there's some big ones that pop up whenever you do a google search for prop mm-hmm. hunting property uh they may just be the real estate situation of this and then they're going to do they're going to oh well, here you can call this guy but realistically you could make one visit to one of our pro shops to start this the phone call or emails will be transferred over and then Kanadi gets in touch with you and then joe or nate or jake or all three of them visit you <clears throat> at your property and then from there you can go you and and then another thing is you can utilize situations because we've all been in those situations let's say we're early season over an alfalfa plot whatever it may be if, if they're still using it for agriculture you know well wh- how do i set a blind for this how do i set a tree stand you're going to have two or three different wins in that month period where early season and patterning whatever the target animal may be <clears throat> you have the knowledge and then you also have access to the products. Oh, um, and it can be, it can be any part of it. I mean, it can be as simple as, you know, Joe had an individual last fall that just needed help spraying. The weeds got away from him. He didn't have time to get there. He had the food plots in, picked up the phone, and, and Joe was able to run out there and take care of it. So it, it's, you know, it could be a full system to taking everything to you're having problem with a food plot and you can't get something to grow and you need some help. Or you need a blind put up and you don't have the equipment to put it up. Um, it, it's, you know, it's a full system like, like Nate was saying. And then Nate as well, let's say um, <clears throat> Joe Smith, whatever, has 600 acres and wants to do a wetland restoration project. Um, this is, he's going to get some kickback and we're going to find ways to pay for a small portion of this. Now, if he called and talked to you and Joe, you know, do you guys you might not have the excavators and the scrapers and all this, but you also general contractors for the land, I guess you could say. Essentially, yes. So if we can't do it, we will find somebody to do it for you. So you use the example of weight of a wetland restoration. You know, as much as these two over here, Jake and Joe, I'm looking at you two, big dreams, you know. We love equipment. Jake's like, oh, I wish I was a farmer. And Joe's like, I was a farmer. And they want to run big scrapers and all this stuff. But God help us. I forgot to tell you we bought a semi. Oh, shut up. (laughs) I'm just kidding. But the point is, is that we have contractors and we have a, a, a network of individuals that will help us do those things that we don't otherwise do you know, to complete that entire land management system. You know, we, for example, on our property here in central Stearns County, uh, my in-laws have the one where I was worried about getting shot in the back um, by my mother-in-law. Uh, we put in... Just got to add to that. <laughs> I, I don't know. That's, a, that's funny. Oh, but, you want this? <laughs> <hit>? <laughs> So the, we put a wetland restoration in. We found government funding to pay for some of it. Um, and we put a water control structure in. So helping landowners, we can identify ways that we can raise and lower that water level for ducks, for nesting birds, for the deer. I mean, there's ways to pay for all that stuff, but we identify contractors that can do that work for us. Another tool. Joe, I'm going to throw you under the bus on this one. Okay, <clears throat> farming background, Jake as well, Nate. Yeah. There's some, there, you got to walk softly around some farms some uh, established farms because row crop is an income and you know we've seen it from the big boom 10 years ago till now every tree row in counties around were are gone you have the expertise to say okay you guys plant corn here and soybeans here and wheat and winter rye for this you know every track of land that you can benefit still acquiring that row crop still getting your your income from it but utilizing certain inside corners or like we talked about the low spots but 
you can go in and look along with Nate and, and just take, fly the drone and look things over or drive it with side by side and say, okay, here, you're still going to yield the bushels that you have yielded for the last 20 years, but you can utilize a food plot here or a screening over here or, you know, things that the average farmer may just think, well, it is what it is. Well, the biggest thing right now is cover crops. I mean, it, you can put cover crops in, get paid to put them in, and a lot of times cover crops are your turnips, your radishes, your basically your food plot seeds. <clears throat> so it kind of doubles, uh, you know, you, you can be gaining soil health, which is huge right now, mm-hmm. you know, get away from all your synthetic fertilizers, and uh, put, in a, put in cover crops, and now you also have great hunting. So there's a lot of different things that you can do just just to benefit from it so. yeah, and it, it narrows it back down to is it fits every we got something for everybody i keep saying we you guys have something for everybody uh it could be an established farm it could be an overgrazed cattle ranch that or farm that what can we do um you could buy we'll dabble we're gonna go this leads us right into the real estate question that i have next <clears throat> but there's there's chunks of land from here where we're sitting and all the way up north that when you drive by it, if you don't have a outdoors wildlife eye, you may say, well, that's, that's shit ground. Think completely opposite. That could be the best property with a little bit of help. You could turn, I mean, you can turn something that doesn't look good into something that's great with the knowledge, having experiences where deer, you know, maybe, or turkeys where they're roosting, where they're feeding and also utilizing like, okay, if I brought you Nate to our farm and, you know, you, you get to talking with us and you, you understand what's going on, <clears throat> you're going to have questions like, well, what do the neighbors do? Yep. You know, a situation like that may came up, may came up where not only is it growing the company, but it's growing the relationship from landowner to landowner to landowner. So it's not always buttonhead. All oh, the Joneses, they shot that deer that I've seen for 13, you know, months and got a relationship. Well, maybe you guys can work together and utilize everything. Yeah, so we've done some work with hunting cooperatives, which are maybe a new concept, you know, working with folks to identify, hey, are there ways that we can work together? You know, how can we pool our resources? And there's a lot of conservation programs, uh, Wade, that, and listeners, that you can enroll together. And it helps you, you know, it helps your score, because a lot of these programs are scored and ranked. If you can pool your resources together, you know, whether you agree or disagree on how you manage deer, it's the idea is you want to create the best hunting and conservation and habitat possible. And there's definitely some benefits to that. I got to ask you guys this before we carry on. Your beliefs, are you making a better deer herd, turkey flock, or are you singling out animal? You know, like in your personal opinion, the practices that you install, you install in some of these land management systems and everything. Are you growing the experience? Is that your number one goal? Or are you seeing that you're with that? This is kind of a double-edged question. What, where are your goals for, for your, your gentleman that said, I want to have better deer hunting? You know, where, how, how? The number one, the number one concept that we talk about with landowners is diversity. Diversity on the landscape leads to a higher carrying capacity for wildlife. That means I've got a wetland here. I've got two acres of grass over here. I've got three acres of trees right here. The more diversity you have, the better deer hunting you have. But the better turkey hunting you're also going to have. The better pheasant hunting you're also going to have. The better, you know, you're going to see more monarch butterflies. I think the more habitat you have, essentially, the better, the better wildlife is going to be, the better, the more diversity that you have. So I think the, one, the number one buzzword for wildlife habitat and your property would be to create that diversity. Exactly what I wanted uh, as far as the answer. I appreciate that. Yeah. Real estate, <clears throat> the one-stop shop for everybody, right? Uh, is, it, is, it, is it as simple as calling and saying, Nate, I have this for a budget and I want this for my dream. Make it happen. Yes, it it can be. Um, It's as simple as that. It depends on your goals. Again, it is, you look at your goals. What are your goals? Do you want more deer? Do you want big deer? 
Do you want it to do you want it to offset costs? So again, it's a free consultation. It boils back to what Jake originally started with. I want to talk with you and get to know you and your family. What does the what does your significant other want? You know, I want to be close to lakes. I want to be close to this or grandpa's land or you know, your number one goal might be I want to offset all the cost and 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 income earning potential. So it depends. It's as simple as here's my budget, here's my acreage limits. You know, here's the location that I want to be in, but I think it all boils down to that conversation. It also boils down to that building and that relationship. Jake, when we, <clears throat> when you took on this, you, I used you as an example, and we don't have to get totally into it, but like what you've done with your property, I think you've owned it for three, four years. Yep. Not, uh, not the home property, yep. but your other property. Yep. When you came to Kanadi, and now a partner in this, <clears throat> was it the same core beliefs where you, because you pretty much did it on your own. Mm-hmm. Is it the same? You see it from different situations all across the board because your, your land is now very, very successful and you've grown it that way. Yeah, I think it, uh, well, number one, before I was involved, I had, I went through the whole thing. I wanted to see what Kanadi was about. I went through a plan. I did the whole thing. Um, and that really gave me kind of an inside look to what I would want as a customer of this. Um, and, and kind of changed the way that, uh, that I kind of looked at it a little bit too. Um, you know, cause I, I don't believe that I, I had at that point, I needed some of this stuff, but there was other things I definitely needed that I'd know that I wouldn't have found without it. You know, Nate's expertise in the programs and trees and all of, all of that stuff, you know, helps fit the bill for that. Um, so yeah, I guess uh, I'm kind of losing on that question a little bit, but yeah, you know, it's, it's to me, it's just helping people get their goals and helping people be a little more successful and helping someone maybe get another family member into it, maybe get their one son who isn't into hunting as much Then, you know, maybe he likes to, to be out and be part of the conservation part. Maybe he likes to be part of the food plots. And it isn't the hunting part that's as exciting for him, but maybe him getting successful and growing a food plot and kind of being hands-on a little bit, then all of a sudden he enjoys the deer hunting part because now he's, he's working for it and seeing what he can develop. And, and to me, like, that's a lot of what the whole thing is about. Like, I'm super connected to hunting on, on our home farm, up there, wherever, year-round. Like, I'm always watching what's going on. I'm always planning for, for the next thing I can do. You know, this time of year, I might be in the woods, you know, doing timber stand improvements, doing other things that I couldn't do other times of year. You know, in the spring, it gets right into food plots and, and into those other things and going all the way through the season. Um, so I think it's just that connection to the land. I think incorporating your family and doing that. You ever seen a kid drive a tractor and seen the smile on their face? Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, they're, they're out there with you, whether we help or you, we can educate you to do it yourself. It's all about spending time with your family and, and friends in the outdoors. You know, get a case of beer, call up, work together. And then it comes full circle when you're dragging that deer out in the fall together. Or it's your son's, you know, eight-pointer. Or it, it all comes full circle. And that's when you really appreciate everything that you've done. And, and again, it boils down to spending time together as a family and as a, as a friend group. And, again, it goes back to relationships, whether it's relationships with Kanadi or relationships with each other as family members, but it's all around being successful in the outdoors. So we've laid out the feast. We've built the fence. Now, how do they get in touch with us? We have, uh, you guys have a great website, which basically I encourage every one of our listeners, <clears throat> if you can't do it when you're listening to this podcast, at least get on there your five minutes at work or at home before you, you sign off for the day. Like, the website is very, very, very thorough and gives you examples on that. But also, Jake, talk a little bit about how we can utilize the shops in Brainerd, Way Park, and Rogers. Yep, and you guys can go in, talk to any of the guys about it, um, get you in contact with, you know, Nate, Joe, myself on it, um, you know, and help you just figure out what we can do for you. 
And the the basis of one what why reason I implemented that is because the pro shop can be more than just selling the bow or the target or the tree stand. Now we have another tool that's not it's not a big banner hanging in the corner. It's not a free display where you can take stuff like all you have to do is say and and we you know when when you guys came and talked to us about this we all had boom customers in our mind like they've asked for the last four or five years what food plots or what can I do now we have an answer now we have all we have to do is basically give you a phone number and email and they will take it from there yeah and like to me there's nothing cooler than you helped a customer out with their bow you helped them out with a food plot now maybe you helped them out with a box buying and now their wife will actually sit with them because she's not freezing now she's she's in getting into it you know their kids are sitting there with them in the box pine well now you're not fighting about hey i'm going hunting this weekend now everybody's going you know and now now it can be something that can be a tradition every year everyone gets ready everyone goes and does their their thing together i tried that last year with my 16 year old daughter and she said i'm never hunting with you again i'm telling her to be quiet there's a doe standing 10 yards away so i said fine do it yourself tomorrow and she shot a doe. So she's like, see, I can do it myself. <laughs> so, but that's, again, those, that's a 16-year-old daughter. You guys are <clears throat> very busy coming up, um, but you're, you're on open book. There's nothing yep. hidden on this. Uh, you'll be straightforward, you know, as far as like the plans. Knowledge is, uh, knowledge is the key here. And, and I think that's a big thing that people are getting off of this podcast is, once you visit with Joe or Nate or Jake, you know, there's a lot more behind just the smile at the door. Yeah. And I think too, like, you know, one of the things I want to kind of, you know, point on a little bit is there's so much YouTube information out there with so many different techniques that are, and and Joe can really get into, could, could get into this a little bit more even, you know, that are in Missouri, that are in Illinois, that are in Southern Wisconsin and then people try to implement those techniques in central or north northern Minnesota and fail. It's just, you know, you can't have the same agriculture practices there as you as you do here. You can't have the same food plot practices. Um, and that's, you know, what we're doing here too is like on the plans, like it's a group think exercise. It's not one person's opinion writing that plan because we all believe that having experts in each one of those things, if you're writing a plan on pheasants, we want someone that has a biology background on pheasants. If it's deer, we want deer. We want the implementation guy. We want we want everything to go together so you're getting the best plan or the de- best information you're getting. You're not getting the ego behind it saying, I'm the best deer hunter, and you listen to me. That's a great I, point. I forgot to bring that up, Jake. I guess go ahead, Joseph. I was going to agree with him as well. That's There's areas that... I'm not the greatest in, and I'm not going to try to blow smoke up your butt and tell you that I am. I'm going to try to, I'm going to refer, defer to somebody that knows that area. Um, We all share, you know, back and forth. We talk daily, and if there's an idea or something, we find the right person to get the answer for us. So it's not, you know, we, we can go around all day long and figure it out. Nate, sorry, I cut you off. Nope, that's fine. I think the group think tank bringing those experts in whether they're expert hunters yeah i think the i think the free consultation says it all mm-hmm. you know when it yeah, comes not, to you can't you really can't get that anywhere not in this no. category because this no. category is all about some kind of magic pixie dust in a bottle and we're not going to tell you until you give us money correct and that that goes against all of our beliefs at this table right here i i can't agree more uh, and and i think that's a that's an inspiring quote that you're going to find that'll carry on over to the building of the relationship. And there may be a situation out there where, where Joe comes and you have questions about seed and, and the tractors and you show up and they have everything. And basically you just have to say, okay, guys don't plant this way with soil erosion, leave some filter strips. And then you get in your truck and you leave. They may never call you back, but at least they had a great experience with that, so, you know, it doesn't, it didn't do anything for Kanadi. It didn't do anything for our tree country, but you're still, you, you know, that's, that's something you're willing to put your neck on the line that there might not be something from it, but more times than not, 98% of the time, when you, when you look at things, there is going to be something, something that we can offer 
everybody from leasing to owning to purchasing to just making things you know a, <clears throat> a big thing that we you should take away from this podcast is there's programs out there like we you say the word bee and butterfly who'd ever thought that that is even a little thing you know or wildflowers in the backyard or or if you want to go big time and completely change the land it, it may take a two or three five-year program to get that done but it is available Everything is on the website. There is a link at the bottom of this. You guys, if you've not clicked on it, you need to click on it. Again, you can stop into any one of our shops and uh, <clears throat> start the process sooner than later. Yep, and it's kanadiland.com. Um, and you can just go on there, see some information. You know, don't be afraid to send an email, pick up the phone, got any questions, get a hold of us. We nailed it on the head, boys. You did great. Glad to have you as guests and the future. We'll, uh, we'll check in with you this fall and see how things are going, and then we'll have more, more of a detailed, you know, particular, like, what have you planted already? What, have our, what reports are we getting for harvest? You know, this, that, and everything else. But we want to thank each and every one of you for being uh, listening to the Archery Country Podcast. Again, subscribe. Check out the YouTube channel. There's going to be a lot of stuff from Kanadi coming on there. Uh, videos and links check out their website on behalf of everybody we'll see you on down the road thank you for listening to archery country podcast